Hi everyone. Uh welcome to another episode of the Rain Matter podcast. Uh today we have Pratik. It feels weird that I'm interviewing him cuz he keeps interviewing me and and then he's like a professional at this and I'm I'm just getting started in my life. Uh you know putting a face and voice in front of a camera and interviewing other people so so let me quickly set the context of how i and pratik met uh my phone still has pratik as pratik market scientist <laughs> so that's how his name is saved on my phone uh i you know when we started zeroda in 2010 one of our growth hacks to grow the business i don't know if we can call it growth hack but one of the only real ways was to be very active on a lot of these online forums and uh uh one such forum was this thing called tradergy and um and i used to call myself sachin and you know kind of answer on this forum uh sachin because you don't want to be the ceo of the company who's answering on random forums and things like that right so and i think pratik was very active at that point music junkie yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and he had his own pseudo name and and stuff like that and um <clears throat> i started following market scientist you know he used to make these uh, really cool videos around technical analysis you know like it was very cool for those times and i remember telling you know people at office saying you know what we need to associate with pratik in some form and uh coincidentally i was just looking at in my inbox uh, i think in 2013 pratik kind of <laughs> reached out on linkedin and said hey nitin and thanks for that and uh, i went to delhi you know uh, in 2013 14 i used to do a lot of these pr trips just go go around the country meeting journalists just journalists covering you uh you know gives validity to the business so you know uh, i think that that thing has changed today right as in like no one i think everyone stopped reading news or watching tv and stuff anyway so i i went to delhi and i met pratik and i came back all you know even more determined that we need to associate with pratik in some form unfortunately uh pratik decided to go join a competitor <laughs> no pratik went you know joined one of our competitors and tried to build an education portal for them that's around the same time we were starting and we had started varsity and yeah. and i'm guessing the competitor was like you know they don't want to be lagging behind and so they thought uh, they should maybe you know compete with us in a video form i think uh, i kind of knew that you know as long when you're doing this education with an intent uh or expectation of business it it never really comes in its true form right i mean i think you need to do it because you're passionate about it and i i kind of always knew that 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 initiative wouldn't kind of fly uh so and uh, when prati came out of that um uh that's when we caught up again and i was super excited that uh we could finally kind of do something together and uh, that's how we partnered with rain matter and learn app happened and learn app has turned out into like this uh, you know like this thing that i've always dreamt about for india where you know like a like a platform where you can use content from experts to teach about finance uh, in a in a you know kind of a easy to understand kind of form because what happens in finance is a lot of people 
kind of give weightage to the content if it's coming from experts, right? I mean, for good or for bad, I don't know, right? But, yeah. but say if I were to talk about trading, I think a lot more people will hear to hear listen to me than someone else. So that medium of using experts to build content, I think, uh, especially in a business of money, is I think where credibility, etc., plays an important part. Is uh, is you know is a great way to grow the ecosystem. So LearnUp has done really well. Pratik was telling me. Uh, you know, this last six months, eight months has been, uh, you know, people are so much more interested to learn about finance. So, Pratik, firstly, congrats on, you know, on, uh, I think this is your fourth startup. And congrats that, you know, finally you've hit it. Uh, fourth time lucky, I guess. So, why don't you, why don't you tell, you know, I, mean, I, I don't know, it's weird that I haven't ever asked you for your yeah. background. You know, I was just, I was just looking and I saw that you, this is your fourth startup. I, I never realized that this is, yeah. I mean, I know one, which, which was with a competitor. Of course you do. <laughs> Actually, I know two. I also know the market scientists. Market so, scientists. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little bit of uh, background on how did you get started with trading and, you know, this whole interest in educating because I've seen you from 2010, 11, trying to educate yeah. folks. Uh, so, what is what is what moves you? Yeah, I, I realize we, we've never actually spoken about this uh, about where uh, I started, etc. But but thank you for doing this, Nitin, because it's. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I was super nervous about today's uh, meeting. I was like, Dinesh told me Nitin will be asking you questions. I said, Oh my god! <laughs> uh, but okay, let, let let's get uh, to the background part. So I was born in Abu Dhabi. And then I studied in Africa, Singapore, and Malaysia. So parents moved out a lot, uh, and so did I. Um, and then came to India for the first time, actually, when I couldn't even speak Hindi, 2007. Um, and dad opened a three-in-one brokerage account with ICIC Direct, uh, because it was three-in-one, and it made sense. And uh, he said, hey, you know, would you like to start learn to trade? I said, trading, that sounds perfect. Um, and I always wanted to, like, run a business, etc. And... You know, middle class family, we don't know anything about businesses. Um, and uh, he said, okay, this is a good way to do it yourself. You don't need operations. You can learn trading on your own. And uh, I was supposed to go into to find a school to enter uh, class eight or nine. But I couldn't get admission because of a bunch of problems because I was moving from GCEO levels equivalent to India. And I couldn't get that uh, that equivalency test, etc. So uh, that school part never happened. But the trading continued. Uh, and I continued to trade uh, every single day. Dad said there's only one condition. You have to sit in front of the computer when the market opens until it closes, and then a break, and then at night you have to do your research. If you do this, this is fine. Uh, otherwise, you go and work at a call center. You do something with your life. Uh, but if you're going to be at home and do this, like you've got to be... So I was, from 2007 to like almost like maybe two, three years ago, I have seen the market open to close every single day. Uh, now with LearnApp, of course, I don't sit in front of the computer too much. Also, everything's algorithmic, but uh, I don't I don't watch open to close. Uh, but I've been trading for that uh, for that long. Um, and yeah. quick one now, but but why? How how did your dad agree to this? I mean, that's that's not, kind of sounds weird. I mean, like uh, you know, like most parents wouldn't want their kids to sit at home and trade. Why, 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 how did that happen? I mean, were you so bad at school or something like that? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so I don't think I was great at, at, at studies. I was okay. Uh, but I think getting into college was a problem. Uh, getting into school was a problem. So that said, the only thing that you can do with your life that you know, you, and you want to get into business, etc., this is the closest. So I'm sure trading is for you because I've always been very 
uh, you know, business-minded right from... Like, I remember reading this article about Tata launching a private jet uh, service as fractional ownership. And I was in school and I started calculating what the break-even of that fractional jet ownership would be. <laughs> uh, so that is like, this is the closest I can get you to business. It's not traditional, but you have to do something non-traditional to do well in life. And I think the real hero of this story is dad, right? Because if dad never pushed me there, then I would have never been where I am uh, now. So, like, the real hero is dad, mom. So, so you never went back to do college? No, never never did school. Wow. Never completed. As in, like, ninth was the last? Yeah, eighth, ninth, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's quite nice. But uh, then read a lot, right? So, I think I'm not formally educated. It's funny we're doing an education startup now. I know. I mean, that's what that's what I said. It's so funny that you you run like a ed tech startup as they call it today. And and yeah. no, but but in any case, you know, I like uh, Nikhil as well. You know, yeah. dropped out after tenth. I mean, I didn't really. I mean, I don't think I don't think anyways. What you learn in college really gets you anywhere. I think college is more for socializing and learning life skills. And if if you can learn those life skills outside college, uh, you know, nothing wrong with it. So. So yeah, so what happened after that? Uh, you, you, you traded till 2010, and I mean, and then. Uh... So, so I don't know if you know this, but uh, then uh, I I sort of got bored by staying at home. The first six years weren't profitable. Uh, mm-hmm. I think a lot of traders become profitable maybe in that. I could not. I would have these small spurts of profitability over three months, and then I would give it all away. Most of it was bad money management and falling and changing systems every few weeks. Uh, that was my problem. And there was no one to guide also, right? Like, there's no resource out there where I could be like, okay, this is the way. What's the way? Should I be trading the head and shoulders? Little did you know that that was the bad choice, uh, that you need a proper system backtested, all of that. Uh, but anyway, so to support, like, I said, okay, six years have gone by. The age advantage seems to have gone because my friends are now graduating college and sitting for placement. So uh, I'm a total loser. Now what do I do? So I said, okay, I'll start working in a call center. Uh, and I started in an Australian shift. Uh, uh, it's called Lifestyle Dynamics. Selling, um, that's where I learned selling. So selling uh, vacation ho- vacation homes to Australians by cold calling them, uh-huh. which is the most difficult kind. Uh, and then I would trade during the day. So I was trading and then doing the call center. So I also earned a little bit. Um, and this was in Chandigarh. Uh, so that's how, uh, it's a 6,500 rupee salary and 3,000 was the room rent and the rest was uh, money I would enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, so how how long did he do this? Uh, just two years. Uh, so just two yeah. years was the call center. Um, and then he said, okay, maybe we should start something cooler because that's when CCD started growing, Cafe Coffee Day. So he said, okay, what if we start our own cafe? Um, and I wrote to a bunch of friends. All of us came together. Those guys are actually co-founders at LearnAct today. I'm very proud of that. Oh, is it? Uh, so we go back uh, like 2011, right? Uh, like Ankush, yeah, Ankush, Swati. That's where I met Swati. Uh, I don't know if I should say this, Nikhil, but, uh, but we were supposed to uh, get a loan for Knight's Cafe. And I knew that Swati's mom is in the bank. <laughs> so, I wrote a message to her saying, hey, heard your mom's in a bank. We can be partners if she can help us get a loan. So did you, did you stretch it too much to get married to her as well? As in, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we didn't get the loan, <laughs> but I got married. <laughs> when when, uh, when did this, this was in 2010-11 types, is it? 11, yeah, yeah, 2011. Okay, okay. Uh, so, Knight's Cafe, we did everything except run the cafe. 
uh, and I learned ideas are cheap. Uh, mm -hmm. Executing something is so much more difficult. Right. Um, so uh, that was the first thing. But we spent a good amount of time on it. We got a we got a place. We bought kitchen. We did a bunch of stuff. Uh, but we realized that someone needs to have a core competency around uh, that business to actually start it. You can't start it because it sounds good or you think it's cool. Uh, you should have someone who can run it for you or you should be really good at that skill. Usually, I think you can get it by starting something really small and over the years you learn or you can work in a company and learn it from them and then and then branch out from there. Uh, but you definitely can't start just on a whim. Right. Um, so, so that was uh, nights. And then uh, people told me, since you've been trading so long, figure that out. Uh, so continue to do that. Trading became profitable, but the capital was low. You know this problem, uh, Nitin, right? Like you have like one or two lakh rupees. Even if you do a stellar performance, I mean, you can't live off of it, right? right. <laughs> um, so so that, that was like, where would you get enough capital uh, to live off of it? Um, so this is, uh, so how did you, uh, the first capital was from the dad. So, you know, when you were having these drawdowns, was, was dad giving the money uh, as well? Yeah, so I never blew the account. Uh, okay. uh, I never blew the account. So okay. uh, I think risk management is something I, that's the one of the first things I learned on Tradergy, surprisingly, right. uh, that don't lose your money. Um, and that 50,000 that dad gave went to 35, went to 31, but never went below 30. And right. uh, eventually I luckily shorted the 2008 crash, not the entire one on something called mini nifty. Do you remember that yeah. mini nifty, the 20 lot size? <laughs> uh, so those are three lots. And I think the capital went to two lakhs and, and it was simply because a trend line broke and I realized how lucky I was. Um, and that's how the capital grew from there. Um, yeah. but, but never anything massive. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I think, you know, like, you know, I also worked in a call center for three, four years, right? But in yeah. 2001, I think I, I think I learned a lot of my life skills, you know, around because selling is probably the most important skill a person requires in life, right? I mean, for, for a non-programmer at least, you know, and if you can you know, build your own product today, uh, I think you don't need to sell, but if you can't, you better know how to sell. So I think uh, I, I get the selling bit. I also understand this whole problem of not having enough capital to put food on the table, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of times, you know, I've seen this online as well, right, on social media, and people who are traders are also trained to make a buck by training or by giving advisory or writing blogs, etc. So you know, a lot of people ask this question saying, if you can trade and make money, why are you doing all of this, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's important. It's important that you know, if, you're, if you don't have enough trading capital, you know, to actually do all of those things, so your odds of winning while trading improves, right? And uh, um, uh, you know, so it's, a, it's like, like, for example, like you said, right? I think at Zeroda, as a, most, most of our customers are having less than two lakh rupees in their accounts. You can't, you can't put food on table when with two lakh, I mean, how much can you make out of two lakh rupees trading, right? As in, assuming you can consistently make 10%, which is just incredibly tough, okay? Assuming you make 10%, at 20,000 rupees, you will lose 2,000 to your internet phone and some, you know, some subscriptions and, and blah, 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 right? As in, you can never have enough. So, and 10% is impossible. So I think, I think in India to really kind of survive of trading, you need at least on 15, 20 lakh rupees of trading capital. And yeah, I would uh, say more because you also want to compound that at some level and grow it. Right. So yeah. you would require far more than that. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, and that's why maybe what people should do is just start investing 
uh, for a long term and when they're left over with something you can trade with that yeah. uh, but like the main money will come from from investing over a longer term perhaps okay yeah. no i'm saying like like to be able to do this full time yeah uh, like you know with nothing else to worry about i think you need at least 20 25 lakh rupees you know to be trading with and otherwise find something else right and like you said right you know find a job you know let you know let that be the one that's generating income and then you kind of uh you know buy the side trade and get better at trading and etc right that's that's a better way of trading the market because a lot of people i know suddenly like you know go all gung ho and quit their jobs everything without enough trading capital and without enough experience so uh like you know sometimes it works okay but the odds of that working okay is uh, is quite less so it's so it's very interesting so now you know you after the cafe uh people said go do something around trading so how did this whole education kida happen you know was um so just around this time i realized that what i have to do is i have to trade less uh, i have to follow this system where i have to spend about 10 minutes a day on the market um and that's all i had to do the moment i would spend more time than that i would actually lose because i would try something which is not according to the system i'm like a firm believer in following a set of rules and doing it until forever right um and that's when the realization happened that okay this has to be done and i need to sort of almost distract myself and move away from the screen after that trade has taken place and just see at the end of the day whether it was a stop loss hit or was a target hit or i just exited because the broker exited the entire position <laughs> um and so surprisingly then we started this thing called the forum right so forums were hot back then trader g uh, i was i think one of the top 10 posters along with saint and smart trade a bunch of other guys we all ran these and back then we would post our trades live uh, so that we could check each other on discipline we were trading the same system um and that was really helpful although it it sounds like tips right now but we would did, we did it as a diary uh, so we take the trade be like hey taken okay exited got scared it was a great it's still there on trader g i'm sure if someone searches they can see it and uh i said okay we should start our own forum but without tips just teach them how to trade so that's where the education part came we said okay let's teach it over a forum and we'll create our own forum we call, it is called trader saint forum and we started that forum and i said i'll just take my trade and then focus on this forum and my trading improved a lot nitin like uh, the the trades just became better because i had something else to do i got like a day job um, <laughs> and that was the second company um Uh, but but who was, who was trader saint though i mean i remember this id as in who is that person as in <laughs> like you know this guy yeah yeah i mean we used to work together i don't know if he wants not his name to be revealed uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he's know, from off, off, offline maybe because i i remember there was so much you know like he was, he was extremely popular character right uh, yes. at that time around that yeah. 2010 i learned a lot from him uh, learned right. a lot from him Uh, also some bad things but also a lot of good things um <laughs> <laughs> uh, good but, but yeah. yeah no i think like you know like you made a very interesting point which is i think another problem with traders right just being able to sit quiet is actually the biggest you know challenge you know just just being able to not do anything like you know when you're in a trade or just waiting for a trade is probably one of the toughest tasks for a trader but like one of the ways i used to handle this you know this problem is 
I used to always trade as little as possible all the time because I knew that if I'm not trading, I'll feel very you know anxious. Like it was almost like you know like a fix, like you know like keep buying and selling one on share, one on share, one on share, and then you know until you spot something where you can actually up the trading size types. You know so. Um, but you want a system but, trader, right? Like, what was your uh, style like when you traded? Uh, guts, <laughs> instinct, instinct based. <laughs> no, no. Like personally, I like you know I've always believed the actual trade, which you know, which is like a buy or sell that gets generated. It can be whatever; it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I can toss a coin and decide what. The risk management is what. Yeah, I mean, how you manage your money is really the most important thing. And and I've learned that. Um, now, I was just sharing this on Twitter the other day as well. So, which is uh, essentially, I think my trajectory professionally changed when I understood that it's all about how you bet size or how do you yeah. manage risk, not just with trading, but all aspects of business as well, right? As in. Like they say, right? If you don't bet, you can't win, uh, yeah. and if you lose all your chips, you can't bet. So it's about you have to constantly keep taking bets, uh, but um, just take as little as possible, and but know that when you know when are those balls you need to go hit a sixer, right? I mean, when you have to go attempt a sixer, because if you don't do that, and if you're gonna keep taking small bets in life, you'll never have a big moment in your life, right? So it's it's kind of a very uh, like a tricky kind of a you know, like. Yeah, a, I think that's the definition of luck, also, right? That you were there in the game so long that somehow the randomly the planets aligned, and because you were doing something for so long, one of those bets turned out really well. Correct. Yeah, I mean, so so market scientists happened in what 2013? Is it? This is when uh, after yeah, Trader so Saint forum. Yeah, correct. So after the Trader Saint, I said, okay. So um, I remember the discussion basically was around I wanted to do video. Mm-hmm. And the discussion was that video won't work on the internet because, you know, mobile data consumption and this and that. And it's just something that don't, won't work. Again, I went to Chandigarh to make videos with Ankush. Wow. <laughs> for Saint. Um, and after we produced two, three videos, the like the management, right, they said that, you know, videos won't work. And uh, this is a bad idea. I said, no, I just want to do video. Uh, so, again, the, I think there was an alignment issue there. Uh, and they were probably right back then. Maybe it wouldn't have worked. Uh, but if we had just started back then, we'd be like, I don't know where we'd be today. Um, so, so, I, so that didn't work out. And I uh, said, okay, then, you know, if that, then I just want to do this. So one day I found out that you could create a website using WordPress and self-hosted using PHP. It was a bunch. Uh, I set up a server, bought it on Big Rock, if you remember Big Rock. Um, learned a little bit of coding, created that page, designed it, learned HTML, CSS. Uh, back in Malaysia, Nitin, uh, because we couldn't afford the school, I used to work after the school uh, on their design. So I would design everything and file cabinets and do accounting for them. So that's how they gave a discount to us on the on the fees. So I had decent experience in like making websites and designing stuff because self-taught in school because the school was giving us a discount if we worked for them after ours. So that came quite naturally to me. And I think in a month or so, uh, the website marketscientist.in was live mm-hmm. and started writing blogs, uh, didn't do video. And I spoke to this Mumbai-based broker back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this company. Uh, and, and they said, you know, you guys should do video. 
And I said, ah, oh, I thought we should. And we started filming those, those videos and we started pushing it out on YouTube. I mean, I, I still remember the first video, uh, which was that, you know, that be, the, the, the C-Link video where, uh, you know, introduction to the video thing. And I was like, <laughs> boss, this is mind blowing. You know, I mean, like, how are you going to maintain this quality through and through, right? Because that, that was like a super, that's felt like a, I was watching some Bollywood movie or something like that. <laughs> and that was, that was when, you know, I remember, so usually, you know, uh, in the office, right, I keep talking about a competition just to keep everyone on toes. And I remember as in the day I saw that video and I, I just sent it to everyone. I said, dude, this is some competition now. <laughs> you know, but, uh, Got it. So that was, that was 2016, 2015, is it? Yeah, so I meant like the first set of videos on YouTube was 2014. Right. Uh, Michael Scientist was already a year old, I think, and I started coming up on Z Business and All CNBC, right. and I had to speak in Hindi, which was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a disaster. I created new Hindi words that no one had ever heard, <laughs> but it was great. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, taught a lot, I think. I think these videos are still online with like millions of views even today. Uh, and there's like, now I look at them, they're just so badly shot. I remember the first, Nitin, like, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I had a, the, the audio was basically connected to the phone and a no, sync no, I, later. I, I, think, uh, I think I also remember your white shirt, your collar was like like this, you know, like you're folded. And then I, I, I remember the, I remember those videos. You know, so. so, but, but I mean, I would always love those videos, right? Because yeah. that's where it probably started. Um, I just wanted to teach Nitin, right? Like I was just not finding the platform to do it. And I think market scientists gave it because there's complete freedom. It was mine. Yeah. I could build it the way I wanted. And all I knew, I didn't know, there's no market sizing. No one sits and sees how many people will you make? How much money will you make? No one thinks yeah. of this, right? Uh, there wasn't, same, right? You, you were not making any money with market sizing. No, right? not at all. Right. Not at all, right? Yeah. The idea was, oh my God, this guy commented and he found this useful. Yeah. Win. Right. And you would just try to repeat that win again and again every day. And right. trading is what made me money because by now my trading had come to a decent amount mm -hmm. and I'd make like an okay, okay number for me every month. And I was like, I was happy right. and I was enjoying teaching. It was super fun. Um, and I think a lot of people started following us from there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think that was nice. That was market scientist. And then, then, you know, then I think, you know, trade academy happened as you know, yeah. uh, and then now there's learn app. Uh, so. LearnApp started in uh, 2017? 2018 end. So 2018 August. August. Uh, right, yeah. Two and a half years now. Right. So uh, why don't you tell a little bit about the that, that journey? Like, you know, so this, the team remained the same. When did you get married to Swati? 2015. Oh, okay. So I'm happy I answered so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> did you get that loan after marriage or no? No, man, never got that loan. <laughs> never got that loan. <laughs> <laughs> never got that loan. <laughs> and, uh, and Ankush, how do you know Ankush from, uh, from before? Uh, so so uh, during the call center time, um, the friends that I made, one of them was Ankush. Uh, uh, this good-looking guy took all these girls around in his Tata Safari and I was just so jealous. I'm like, man, that's <laughs> 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 everything. <laughs> so, you got it, you got it. Um, and no, I met Sohail uh, in 2015. Sohail, right, yeah. Um, so, got it. So, LearnApp, you know, I remember when we first met and, you know, when you spoke about LearnApp and about getting market experts to come to... I mean, I was sold to the idea and I was sold to your enthusiasm, right? Uh, but I always wondered if you can actually get a put a product together right because 
you know, passion and enthusiasm isn't enough to put a product together. And I, I just saw the latest version of LearnApp. It's, it's, you know, you've done an amazing job. You know, I mean, it's, it's quite cool that in two years plus, you know, you've grown so much in terms of, you know, your first product to now, the discovery, everything, you know, it's, it's, it's very nice. So, so congrats for that. And uh, how's, how's the user growth been, you know, just for, I mean, I know, but just for others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we have some 1.8 lakh registrations on the site and about 980,000 visitors on the website last year. Um, so now, actually, this year, the acceleration has happened much, much faster. So I think we estimate we'll go from this 1.8 lakh registrations to about 10 lakh. That's about mm -hmm. 1 million users in like nine months before the year ends. Um, when you say this year, are you talking calendar year calendar or this year. is post the uh, pandemic? Yeah. So uh, to be honest, right, the pandemic wasn't amazing for us. It wasn't? So, okay, that's weird. I thought, yes, I, thought... I want to talk about this. I never spoke about this. So right. the pandemic happened. Uh, we got all these users using it, right? And then there was this huge drop. So September was our only loss year. This is after the pandemic, right? We should have been growing double, triple by then. September was a lost month. Sorry, not year. September was a lost month uh, for us. Uh, and that was really surprising. And we learned about this thing called product market fit and stickiness. People were coming, consuming, and not coming back. So I said, okay, the only way to solve this is to, again, go back to the market scientist way and talk to every single user. Uh, and we were getting hundreds of registrations every few hours. So we started talking to them. And Nitin, it's so surprising, right? There was these small, small fixes that we did, right? Like, sounds so insignificant that, hey, I don't have a basic course when I see it. There's no map. I don't know what to do next. The comment system has this issue. The mobile does. And we fixed all of that. Um, and then now, I think, in terms of revenue, and in terms of, so revenue is super important to us. And, and we're not ashamed about it because that's how we pay the bills. That's how the company grows. That's how we're able to serve our users. Um, and we've been growing almost, to, like CAGR, almost 20, 25% month on month, right? Uh, just making those small, small changes. Um, so I think that was a big learning for us that, you know, product-wise, if we can learn exactly the small, small changes, they add up and compound to something um, huge. What is, what is the demographic of the users? I mean, are these uh, 20 to 30-year-olds or are these older folks? I mean, who are the right. ones who are coming for learning? Right. So uh, we are targeting nine different personas, right? Um, the ones that we have sort of understood and we are serving right now are two. They're the option traders and the equity traders. Just these two guys. That's what we serve the most right now. Um, and these guys are actually go up to age 35, 40. So they'll start at 25 and go all the way up to 35, 40. Um, but I want to talk about the other nine personas as well. Uh, who are we trying to serve this year and the year beyond? The first one is the beginner to financial markets, right? The 18 to 25-year-old. Um, he has no idea what financial markets are and wants to get started. Uh, this is someone we're not serving very effectively right now, but we're working on it uh, this month onwards. The other person, the second persona is like a personal finance person. He's a working professional. He wants to understand personal finances. Then is your option trader, your equity trader. These are two other guys. Then there's a beginner to investing. This is actually very different from beginner to financial markets. Uh, the beginner to investing guy wants to understand what are the asset classes, how do I invest, all of those things. Uh, the more advanced version of that person is the investing strategies guy. That, okay, can I follow a system over a long term uh, using a portfolio that's back tested, etc. And then there are these two unique personas in the last. 
One is this core finance, banking, VCPE, treasury, family office guy, right? So he wants to make a career transition into that. Um, so he needs training. Now that market is actually very, very, very small. So we probably won't serve that, uh, but it exists. And then finally is finance for kids in school. So no investing, no trading, just how does the economy work, economics, and how does m money work? Uh, that's some something no one is doing, especially if it's done via video and via a new learning system we are creating where we will possibly kill video completely, Nitin. So uh, LearnApp will become 30% video and 70% that new learning system. What is uh, it? I mean, I didn't know. I mean, dude, we're yeah. investors. You're supposed to let us know. <laughs> I wanted to show you a demo. Uh, uh, but I'm very, very bullish on that. Basically, the idea is like the new tagline for LearnApp is be a doer. And uh, the idea is how does anyone become good at something? It's 20% knowledge and 80% like perspiring, right? Just doing something. So if we can create an environment where they can practice, mm -hmm. um, I'm not talking about mock trading or any of that, right? It's just like practice uh, on real data and get feedback live. Then right. that makes him a better person. Kind of like how programmers already do, right? Like yeah. how do programmers learn? They build stuff and they get feedback. Yeah. Um, so if we can do that for finance, for imagine for placing orders, for trading, for investing, uh, for analysis, I mean, that, that's really cool. So that's what you want to build next. Mm. One of the challenges, right, with, you know, when we invested or, you know, when we started this relationship, I always had was this whole equity and option trading Genta, which is your core focus, is a very shallow kind of a audience, market participation, right? I mean, like last year, after all this, you know, hoopla in the markets, I think it's still maybe one and a half crore Indians who invested once here in the market. Yeah. Now, uh, probably 40 crore Indians have Geo on their phones. I mean, like they use Geo phones, right? As in, so if you think about it, India is a really, really small kind of, you know, your target audience is quite shallow. And uh, and within this target audience, again, you know, getting people to pay for something is, is quite challenging, right? As in, because uh, today people will pay 50,000 as advisory tips to someone if someone sells greed. Right? Because I've seen, you know, you've done a very nice thing of not overselling greed, right? I mean, if I look at LearnApp, you're not claiming that you'll somehow make me into this special super no. trade. I mean, which is, I mean, it's uh, it's awesome to see, you know, someone being genuine because uh, it's very easy to get carried away knowing that just by changing a few words, you can make it, you know, and your business potentially, you know, <laughs> you know, get 2x, 3x of revenue and, you know, yeah. not doing it and 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 uh, you know and being genuine to your customer, I don't know. I don't know if there are too many businesses who do it, right? And uh, so yeah. So Learning firstly, from you, Nitin, right? learning yeah. from you, Nitin, right? So <laughs> if you're in for the long game, you shouldn't scam anyone. Uh, yeah, just be honest, <laughs> right? No, I mean it's it's brilliant, you know. But but as I said, the problem is, I don't know if all customers look at it that way, right? I mean, customers, like I think today, like they want to be sold greed, right? It's it's almost like they want to be missold. How do you how do you handle that? As in, how do you grow your audience, uh, and how do you grow your customer base? If you're not going to ever come out and say, you know what, this course you can get educated, yeah. While if you're competing with someone, you know who's saying, you know what, you take my tips, you take my course, I'll help you make hundred percent a month, right? I mean, how do you compete with that guy? You know, so uh, have you thought about it? Yeah, I think uh, the only way to solve that is actually to create that market and to create that realization, right? So that itself is very challenging. So what you need to do is, as soon as someone decides to enter the financial market, so 
these are again like i said those nine people right whether i want to trade options or i want to learn about personal finance or finance for kids etc uh, which is actually a very large number of people uh, and you can offer something for free uh, which is what we're going to work on now and that they can get free access to it you know upgrade themselves uh, in finance and some of them will get this realization that hey to actually make this work and become serious at this i need proper training and then i'll probably buy the learn app uh, service then that's the only way to do it the good thing about this plan is that a lot of people will get free finance education without paying anything uh, and then only the people who are hardcore into it and say hey i really want to you know plan my taxes better or learn about markets better and you know please upgrade me to that knowledge um, so i think that's the only way to do it because we have to be that trigger to cause them to realize that i need learn app mm-hmm. uh, so i i think that's how that will happen about market size i'd like to address i think um what we need to get to is there are uh, apart from india one thing i realize is what we've done is our core capabilities to create content with a person uh make sure every single video is delivering value and we have like an analytical framework of how we do that so we'll track like cohorts of people watching each video the moment there's a drop off we'll edit that video to keep the stickiness straight which is why we have a 55% completion rate versus 3% of a mooc so the right. content team like constantly looks for this drop on every single video it's a very tedious thing to do no one does this and then right. we edit it and we measure it again until that stickiness remains on each video that's why you get completion rates higher now we have that core competency and analytics around that processes around that uh we make amazing quality video i think i don't i think rivals global standards i don't think anyone comes close Uh, as especially with the last few courses so what we need to do is find a can i say white man can i say yeah. uh, find a person in the us um, who's also a leader but we have all of this ready and just supplant it and and then put it in the us put it in europe put it in southeast asia and then try to reach a larger audience of people interested in finance around the world i'm not saying it will happen in the next 6 months but as soon as we can solve in india all those nine personas and hindi which is I'm in a studio right now. This is where we dub our Hindi courses. Right. Um then I think the next will be can we find 2 million paying customers around the world who are interested to learn investing trading and are paying about $100 for it. I think uh you can do that if you do it on a global scale. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean it's not going to be easy to execute. Got it. Got it. No, I think this whole you know idea of teaching kids finance uh is also really cool uh because uh like i've been trying to teach my son you know kian uh, a little bit i mean he's six i don't know if i'm i'm being you know too aggressive trying to teach him you know trading at six but you know i was uh, i was trying to kind of experiment uh to see if a six year old can get it right trading if, if he's you know sticking to a bunch of rules right uh, because like my like i said you know my core idea theory is is it doesn't matter what stock you decide to buy or sell you know it's just what you do around it right so if you know if if i can somehow discipline what he does around these trades can i just allow him to trade any stock he wants and see you know if he returns uh, all right types you know so uh, but 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 i think uh, india there, there's a problem in india right because no kids are not taught finance until college i mean yeah. or, you know not even post college right unless someone is keen to go learn So I think that's a big market, right? Uh, um, now the other thing I wanted to ask was, you have, you know, whatever little money you raised, you actually, you know, survived 
<laughs> till here uh, with that money you know so i'm sure you know some some of the folks who will end up watching this video are people who would be interested uh, to kind of invest in learn app and edtech is hot right now so do you do you plan to raise more money you know i mean do you you know for for the growth that you're talking about um do you i know you're profitable but do you need more capital to kind of make that jump uh so to be honest uh, what we're doing in over the next uh 3 months 6 months is we so compare last calendar year versus this um it's going to be a 8 9x revenue growth um so uh and you what is, what is it just just ballpark numbers if you can tell what was your revenue year before and what you'll probably end this year so uh so i i think we'll do um uh, <laughs> um i think we'll do something close to 15 20 crores uh, by the end of the year um and we're almost yeah we're decently profitable and all of it is reinvested um so what will happen is that uh, this money that is being reinvested uh, a lot of it is coming through resubscriptions which means we have this tens of thousands of user base which is now resubscribing to learn app if you remember the first year that wasn't happening you remember us talking about that right. that people aren't resubscribing uh, but now that has happened uh, it's close to almost 50 60% people keep resubscribing so that's a steady stream coming um and now we've sort of unlocked ads so the discovery was a problem people thought they can read investopedia and trade they didn't know that they could take a course and learn to trade so once people found out that hey it's possible for me to pay 500 rupees a month and access 200 courses um that could change my life uh and that really really working well for us um so i think people discovering us that that's a huge growth uh, surprisingly a lot of our users are demanding hindi uh which is not surprising if you think about it because Actually, like you said yeah. you know Uh, so I think Hindi is going to be a huge uh, thing for us. I think another two x, three x growth. I think we can do on our own, to be honest. Uh, but I think if we raise money, then we can probably accelerate that new uh, th- that new tech side of it, right? Because as you know, tech is expensive, especially if you're funding it from your own profits uh, right. to build a team. I mean, it's not it's not it's not easy. Um, so if we had to go abroad with our courses, uh, because now discoverability is not a problem. because if i'm learning coding in python it's the same in the us right it's just that some variables change we can take care of that um so if we did raise more money uh, then you know i think we could accelerate that part a lot lot faster uh, but we're already going really fast i think <laughs> right no no i mean it's it's actually like the last conversation we had and you, the the kind of growth you you spoke about that's that's really you know something yes, this is what your second year of your business yes Right. You know, so, so yeah. So that's quite cool. I, I wanted to ask one more thing, which is what what is the you know what is the content which gets consumed the most? You know, like you have so many courses, right? What are your top one, two, three courses and the bottom one, two, three courses? Yeah. So the bottom one, two, three, I'll start with. <laughs> I think uh, the, the, maybe I shouldn't say that. Actually, scratch that. The top three course, the top three courses every single. every single month is basics of trading technical analysis basics of options and then will be two popular strategies on options and equity trade so these are the top 5 um i'm very proud so that people people, are, people coming and discovering it or do you kind of nudge people to take these oh uh, no so these are uh, this data is based on subscribers who uh-huh. subscribed and then what courses they choose to take um so that means the basics janta is much higher than the strategies wala people Yeah. um which is really good actually because that's where the largest amount of people are 
Right. Um, so, so I think you know what's missing. I, I shouldn't say this because this is our business, but video is passive. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're watching something, right? So we expect them when we give them tasks, they do it offline. Then they share their projects, and right. then we give them live feedback. I think that's the advantage of LearnApp. You're not only watching video; you're actually doing projects, and a real person will reply to you whether that project was correct or not. So, like personal finance, we ask them to build some an emergency fund, a cash flow fund, all of that um, of how to build it, and then we'll give them feedback on how it works. It's not personal advice, right? That's different. Um, it's right. more like how you should build it, how you can construct a portfolio, etc. Um, I think that active feedback is, and that at 500 rupees a month is is very very rare, right? No one really does that. So we're trying to productize that method. So if you can do that uh, in the app on your own for all the courses, wouldn't that be amazing? Absolutely. And so, and, and this is 500 bucks, unlimited access, right? As in across all all your. Yeah, I mean to be fair, we charge yearly, so you won't pay five hundred. You'll pay forty-five hundred plus GST, around fifty-five hundred, right. uh, uh, to get access. But you get access to all two hundred courses, and we release new courses every month. And, and this fees uh, is just the annual package, or do you also have like a quarterly and half yearly? And um, so just an annual package. Um, okay. The reason is we measured people who had taken quarterly and monthly, and here's here's something interesting, right? So human behavior, I think, is just like a gym. Okay. Uh, you 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 go the first week and then you'll see no results and then you'll complain that gold gym sucks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but what happened with our annual subscribers is they learned, they left, and they came back after two months. They learned again, they left for two months, came back again. So over a year, when they looked back, their satisfaction was higher. They yeah. liked the product. They actually improved as a trader or investor and said, "Hey, I really got value out of this. I want to resubscribe." So it's actually really good for the user uh, mm-hmm. to be commit for a longer time versus say, hey, I'll commit for a month, give LearnApp some because we can probably make more money selling monthly subscriptions. But yeah. it's not good for the user. Like you won't get a good review on Twitter. Um, right. He'll say this, I didn't learn anything, right? I, I couldn't do anything. So it's better for the user if he's if he commits for a year or he just he just goes somewhere else. He should probably shouldn't join LearnApp. And how much so, of this user growth is word of mouth versus uh, advertising? Right. So uh, December, everything was uh, word of mouth. Uh-huh. Um, there was uh, there was no advertising. We didn't know it existed. January first, second, we started doing advertising, uh, and about twenty five percent of all our users come by ads. Got it. And the other thing which I had concern when you you know originally had pitched the idea, right, was around. Uh, you know, folks, experts, ready to come and agree to make these videos uh, just because they want to share. And I think that's been quite a revelation, right? As in saying, like so many of these experts are willing to come, take the effort to record videos, just wanting to share their knowledge. How's that experience been? And 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 is that is that scalable? I mean, do you think we can constantly go out and get experts to come, keep you know? continuing producing the kind of quality of videos that that you are correct i'll answer the second one yes there are so many mentors we can't actually go our calendars full till october um it's it's that uh maybe learn app is too small but there are enough people out there willing to share knowledge how that happened was amazing i realized the people who were managers in their lives had no time didn't want to do this and uh just couldn't talk to us had no will to do it People who had reached some level uh, in their life, like, at least from my perspective, mm-hmm. um, those guys actually were able to take out time and were more willing to give back 
of what all they have learned, they're far more motivated to show what they've learned to a discerning filtered audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. Ramdev Agarwal is one of the people who've done a course. Yeah. I spent two days with him, four hours each in his office, just writing the script. Yeah. And then the third day, we filmed him uh, for six hours. Right? Who does that? Like who would and, and no, 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 no expectation, right? I mean, you're, I know you're not paying any of these experts anything. It's just they're doing it out of free will, just because they want to share the knowledge, right? Yeah, correct. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. I should have. Uh, right. This is completely done to give back and share their knowledge, uh, so that people can learn from their experience. There's no money involved. I don't think we could pay them even if we, if we, <laughs> right. even if we tried. It's just not possible. Um, and actually, the giving back started from you, Nitin. Like when I came to you and said we want to start uh, this company, uh, and guys, like it wasn't LearnApp. I had pitched this horrible idea called Trademe, uh, and Nitin said this idea is really bad, but you know I know you'll figure something out. And uh, I don't know what. And, and I think our conversations with with Rain Matter have never been around returns or money. Like Nitin asked me two questions whenever I speak to him. The first question is. Is the team sticking together? Because he knows I'm trying to um, trying to do this without raising money. He, he knows that, and the team sticking together is the most important thing for this to work. Otherwise, everything else is nonsense. And the second question he asks is, "Are you happy? Is the business growing?" Uh, sorry, the second question he asks is, "Are you happy? Are the users happy? Uh, are the users giving good reviews? Are they are they are you solving a real problem for them?" Uh, and that that's so true, right? Right? Like if you can if you can do these two things, then hopefully you'll be okay in business. Yeah. No. I mean, see, see, at the end of the day, like you just said, right? I mean, just chasing revenue, chasing growth, isn't really. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't come from the school of thought who thinks that this can really be chased down. I think you need to have real chases, and if you chase that well, I think the rest will happen, right? I mean, that's what my experience has told me, uh, and. Uh, and with you, I mean, the thing is, I like personally, you know, even with Karthik and Varsity and you know everything, right? As in, I, I personally believe the biggest good we can do back as a roda to the ecosystem is actually educate this country financially, right? I mean, today I think we almost have an obligation because of the size we've grown to, to make sure that we go out there and educate at least, you know, like a few tens of millions of Indians on capital markets and financial products and importance of financialization for this country and uh, someone like you uh, hopefully will you know make that happen much faster than uh, you know then we could have done it ourselves you know so so finally you know we we're, we're almost 45 50 minutes in this so what are your you know uh, you've you've done business for a while now so for those who are starting up and those who are running businesses what is your piece of advice as in my God, he's asking me this. Oh my good! Like number one entrepreneur asking me this question. It's like no, really odd. No, I, see the thing is, if, like that's like I don't think this whole cut, copy, paste works, right? I mean, what works for me may not work for you. What works yeah. for you may not work. For, I think I think yeah. people need to know this. Like you know, what works for a certain person, right? So what works for you? What what is what gets you to you know gets you up every morning? I mean, what's the reason for you to get up every morning and do what you do? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think uh, two parts to this, right? The first is um, I'm a people person, right? And I just I'm good at that, right? And I like that. So um, for me, building a team who love each other, 
who are having a lot of fun. Uh, I think I'm the chief disruptor in the office. People are uh, working and I'll go tell a joke, tell them something exciting, tell them how they're making a difference, show them comments about how users are loving the course they worked on. And I just hope that that motivates them to work better. Um, I hope people aren't motivated by a car or a vacation or stuff like that because that will not bring you intrinsic happiness. To me, I know, like when I see happy faces in the office, I'm super happy. When I can sleep on a Sunday after biryani, I'm super happy. When I can, uh, when I get good reviews for users on my email address and I reply and say, hey, great, I'm super happy. Uh, so as long as I can chase that all my life, I'll be super, super happy. I'm very, I also know, Nitin, that a lot of my peer founders are very smart, right? Like, like I just talk to them, like they just know so much. I know I'm not that intelligent, but I know I'm very persistent. Like I just won't quit. I will never quit. I cannot quit. So I'll keep doing this again and again until I can reach that. And I think that's what's been happening, right? With financial education. It's been a while. <laughs> um, and the no, last I, I, just, just, to, just to add to your point, right? I mean, you, there's this whole, like, you know, I'll just, because this is a very important thing, right? Because for a long period of my life as well, I was, I, was, I had this whole inferiority complex of sorts, yeah. right? Because, so around 2012, 13 is when Zerola started doing well. So I started getting invited to all these startup conferences and, you know, all these, you know, founders were talking all this crazy ass metrics and, yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't even know DAU, MAU, and all at that time. Okay, and I, you know, first time I heard, I'm like, dude, what is this, right? I said, and uh, um, and I, I, I used to constantly keep feeling that. You know, I mean, I, I never, I used to feel almost scared talking to that startup ecosystem for a long period of time. Correct. But then, I th like you said, right? I, I don't think just being able to know all these metrics, or just being, just because you're more educated, you've read more books does any difference to the odds of you succeeding in the business or not. I think the odds of succeeding in the business is just based on your persistence. And uh, you know, and also, like I said earlier, like you were saying earlier, it's about having a good team around you, right? Because you can't build a business on your own. So yeah. you need good people to be sticking around you. And good people stick around only if, you, you know, if, you, if you're being a decent leader, right? So, yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, I, I remember, you know, I used to play some of these, you know, poker games with some of these folks and every time I play poker with all these IMBs and you know all these very well educated guys I'll be like oh dude these guys must be like so sharp they'll just eat me up types <laughs> so it took me a long time and many years to get over that inferiority complex like you know like today maybe in the last one two years I've gotten to a stage where I don't feel inferior just because someone's got like this fancy degree from someplace like the, there's a funny story right as in uh like two years back or something, I said, you know what, I want to go to IAM and do a degree, you know, like <laughs> get myself some kind of a, you know, I, I mean, thankfully, Nikhil, Kailash, everyone, you know, just said, dude, you're being out of it. Yeah, they said, you know, you can't let this this thing, you know, bother you so much. And, uh, but, but yeah, it, it took me a long time. Uh, but because there are a lot of folks out there who are starting up, right, who think that you need there's somehow this access to you know just because you are well, you know well educated from a good mm -hmm. school or college uh, means you can somehow suddenly become a better business. It's, it's actually you know is not right. I mean I think uh, you know, folks like you who are persistent is what's what's required. I mean of course at the end of the day you also need this 
right place, right time. You need luck in your life. But yeah. um, one is that. So what else? Is what you're saying? There's, there's one more thing uh, I noticed, and uh, I'm realizing this over the last few. It's it's to do with the team. I'm sorry, Nathan. It's yeah. just to do with the team. Um, I, the way I used to do the Excel calculations, and I'm sure every entrepreneur does this, right? It's like, okay, we've got five people and they've produced this much. If we do this, then that happens. I realized you need one Superman. Yeah. If you finding him is the problem, but if you find that one mm-hmm. Superman, he is maybe I don't know hundred rows in the Excel sheet and more because you have so many blind spots. You do not understand that thing well as well as that Superman does, and yeah. he'll do it for you because of the love of the company and all of that. If you can bring four or five such Supermen in your company managing different parts, you're done. Yeah. It's not about having like thousands of people in the company. A few superhuman people, and uh, I think. For us, uh, there's someone in content who does that. There's someone on audio who does that. There's someone, uh, and these four or five guys, I think, if they like, if they weren't there, we wouldn't be here, because uh, they can do everything. So, uh, try to be a people person and find those people and take care of them, and you'll automatically attract the best talent, hopefully. And but, uh, uh, why do they stick around? I mean, like, I'm sure these supermen, right, get offers from yeah. other places at much higher salaries and etc. How do you how do you make sure they stick around? I think I, I I explained this to the team very very clearly. I said a while back before I started LearnApp, um, there was enough ways for me to personally make money, and Nitin knows this, right? By doing webinars, doing bunch of stuff to earn I don't know ten lakhs a month personally and just take that home. But I knew because I had done that before. That's not going to make me happy over the long term, right? What do you do alone? So what you need to find is what you really makes you happy. Um, and then at the company, we have small funds for everything. So we have a fund um, for their parents. So if they have an issue, they want to do something, maybe someone, for example, wanted to take their parents out um, because they were having a lot of tension at home, we took care of that. Um, this sounds very trivial, small things, but basically you got to take care of them. We have like a badminton Wednesday and Saturday. They can go to the court on their own. It's a beautiful indoor court. They can go use it. We play it together. We have a cricket league we play together we go out on trips they just went to rishikesh uh that was there on their own but i think if you can have this aspect which is non work apart from just work and they just love the environment in then people aren't only coming for the money you're paying them they're also coming because they feel wanted and they're making a difference in the company if you can get that emotion which is very difficult i think those guys stick i know two of these people two superhumans i won't name them they got uh, an 80% hike and it was very scary when i heard that and they didn't leave yeah. um, and i was just so happy that that happened <laughs> but but yeah does that make sense nitin no no absolutely i mean i think you know both the points that you said uh, because a lot of like you know even at zerodha right for example like the tech team is a 30 member team yeah right? our competitors who, who who run maybe one fifth of our size are probably 10 times that size in terms of the team size right or even a core business team the process like you know we know at operations or you know ensure about account opening or you know this is hanan at support etc i mean uh, these are all one man superhuman types you know like we know is just like a superhuman who takes care like you know like a small team and they take care of all our operations right uh and and they're not you know here for the money right like k say k right i mean i mean yeah. k is like you know like he's super human and a monk types you know, in the sense <laughs> he has a problem with the money as well right you know he he is 
I mean, I think the, one of the reasons why he's, uh, you know, he's, he, I mean, like one of the things that he's told me is that I'm, as long as you're giving back all the money we make, I'm going to be like, you know, almost like that. It's like a, for us, a pressure to give back to the society, you know, because of him, right? So, um, so no, I mean, and these people are not here for the money, like you said, right? And, and folks who come join you for the money, they're not going to stick around because there'll always be someone else who's going to offer a little bit of money. Right, so it has to. Be, I think people have to believe in the cause, um, you know, like that you are actually creating some impact. Yeah, and Nitin, you know, one thing. I'm sorry, I was excited. That's why I cut you. Yeah. But there are 52 people at LearnApp now, um, oh. and there are two people who left voluntarily. I'm very happy about that. Um, everyone else has stuck around, um, and and it, I mean that's that's like I said. Right? I mean today a lot of businesses get you know like you know a lot of people determine success of a business by, you know, these notional valuation uh, based on someone giving money at some stupid number. And like, for personally, for me, it's that, you know, it's about, like, you know, that's one of the reasons why I probably always, I mean, that's the first question I ask any business that we are associated with is in how many people are there, have anyone quit? Because when people are quitting, it's, a, it's like the first sign that, you know, it's not a good place or it's not a good business, you know, so... Right, and if, if if a founder can keep you know his ship together and keep the core team together, I think that's the biggest sign of success for a business. You know? So, so yeah. So congrats, uh, Pratik. I think we, we did. You know, it's already an hour plus. Yeah. Thanks. No, thanks for thanks doing this. Listen. You're like a superhero, but thank you for taking out the time and just speaking to me. Yeah, come on. What, what are you saying? You know, I'm sure you know <laughs> everyone listening are going to be excited, and uh, and I'm hoping. I, I want to see that new learn app that you just spoke about I'm, I'm all excited to see that you know so right thanks Pratik thanks see you soon bye thank you